Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Joe DiBiase. Brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at northtownauto.com. Oh, man, just a, an amazing call from Al Michaels, right? I mean, Al freaking Michaels, Joe, in 1980 mm-hmm. doing hockey in the Miracle on Ice game against the Soviets. I get especially uh, I get chills when he says 11 seconds in particular because when he says uh. 11 seconds, you can hear it in his voice. that like It's the first time where it feels like, okay, it's going to happen. For some, some, some mm-hmm. reason, the way he says 11 seconds always gets me. When I think for me, it's right after that when he says five seconds left in the game, and then he goes right into "Do you believe in miracles?" But he he has done interviews over the years where he said he didn't line that up. Like that just came out. Isn't that what the greatest play-by-play announcers do? It just it comes out like that. Like he said, he didn't know he was going to say that. He just said it in the moment, which is incredible, actually. And it's it is arguably Joe. It is arguably the most known. Hockey play-by-play phrase ever. Or sports. Sports play-by-play, like, phrase, wording that people know. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, that's... Do you believe in miracles? That transcends... Everyone knows what that is. It's the... uh, I would think if you know sports in some way. Is there any others? I was going to say, is it the all-time sports call? I think for that reason. I think it is for that reason. Like, the Mm -hmm. all-time sports call that, like... Because everybody knows it. Yeah. I mean, there's been... Because I think about... I think about J- Jack Buck, 1987, Kirby Puckett hits a home run, and he says, and it, it's game six to bring it to game seven, and he says, we'll see you again, and he pauses, tomorrow night. I'm like, wow, that's crazy, right? So, yeah, I, I think um, there's there's a lot in there, I think, that you know you could kind of dissect. But I want to dissect the other thing today, the other anniversary. We want to talk all about it. 830-550 is the number to call today if you want to jump on. If you want to jump on the Extra Point Show here, Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase is the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. And, of course, whatever you're looking for, shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Joe, you have the Sabre Senators brawl in front of you, right? You have yes, that. I do. You've been watching it. You've seen it this morning, right? So I had it in a tab open all morning. 
I know. Where do you start? Like, do you have it just start it when the do you go back and watch Drury get hit? If I had yes, yeah. If I if I'm watching it in full, I want I want the hit. I want Stafford after. Yeah, I want all that. You want to have the lead up to it, right? So, I think that's right. So, what do we have here? Okay, let's so let's kind of walk through this and what happened. Now, let me ask you, what what do you remember? Where were you that night when it happened? You were a little younger. We all were younger, but um, you know, what was your situation in consuming that situation? I would have been watching that game at home with my definitely with my dad, my brother, and I believe we would have had friends there too. Uh, cuz there's there's multiple of us, there's a lot of us jumping up and down in the room as that as that is ongoing. So, I'm I'm at home though watching that. I'm not like at the game or anything. Yeah, I I was I was still living in Florida, but I remember watching it. I'd watch all the Sabres games from down there. I couldn't wait the next day. Like I was teaching and I couldn't wait the next day to go into school to tell other teachers I knew to turn on. Like, we'd, we'd have, you know, ESPN on in the morning or whatever. And it was like leading ESPN, if I remember, the next morning. They were talking about it and showing the highlights. I couldn't wait to go to, like, fellow football coaches and teachers and go, oh, dude, you got to watch this. Watch what happened last night in Buffalo, right? It was kind of crazy. Um, let's go through this a little bit and kind of you know, how it how it went down. So... Drury gets hit by Neil, right? Neil's the one that comes across and hits Drury, and I think we'd all agree it was a pretty pretty vicious illegal hit, correct? Yep. I I think so. It was high, and more so, I think when you w- watch the Sabres bench, they're, they're hitting their elbow, but when I watch the hit, I think the bigger crime is it was late. It was so after Drury released the puck. So, yeah, I say dirty hit. Yeah, Drury is coming into the zone, and it's clear that, like, Neil sees him kind of yeah he lines him up like he if you really watch it like if you follow Neil past the blue line yeah to me that's what made it even more egregious to me Joe was he knew where where he wanted to go like to your point of being late it's almost like he targeted him and I think that's what the Sabres were upset about right he targeted him it wasn't just a a random hit he went after him. Look where he is when he kind of makes a right-hand turn, right? You watch Neil. Mm-hmm. Neil is at the top of the face-off circle. He takes a right-hand turn to go and hit Drury after Drew releases the puck. Yep. And I know at the time that that wasn't against the rule where you could – you if you hit the head but you did it with the shoulder and they don't think you were targeting the head, then you could get away with that. But, like, today's game, that is going to be probably a five-minute major because you – the main point of contact was the head. Right, like even if you didn't get your elbow up and maybe you weren't targeting it, whatever. You hit the head, you hit the head. That's that's, you know, a problem. And he totally hits Drury in the head, even if the rule was a little bit different then. All right, so who's on the ice after the hit? Is that Stafford? I see a twenty one, right? Stafford There's Stafford is on the ice. It really okay. actually that this is funny. Like who on the ice could have or would have been better to step in? Um Ludman's on there? Yeah. Like, I know Michael Ryan is out there. You don't want that. Actually, if you see Michael Ryan and Ludman, they are both kind of being held back by other mm-hmm. senators because when they realize, hey, the rookie is the one that's fighting Chris Neal right now, I think they realize they should get in and help, but it, by then they're being grabbed. It's too late. But, right. yeah. Okay, so at, at that point, and that's the Chris Neal line. So back then, I mean, that line, of course you have your third line, fourth line, guys like that. It was way different back then, which is a part of what I want to get into today later. But so Neil's on the ice. That's the, I guess, the checking line, right? You want to call it that? The checking line? Uh, like that's his line that's out there. No? Spets is out there. 
Okay, that's maybe, right. Maybe they're in the middle of a line change because I don't think you normally saw a special. Or am I just thinking of Neil as a guy that maybe would have been on that line, but he normally wasn't, no, actually? No, he would have been on like a third or a fourth line. I think maybe. Okay. Right. Spets is out there, but they could have just been like end of a shift type of thing. Okay. So now the Sabres get. Now they go to break. They, they tend to Drury, they take them off. It's a home game for the Sabres. They get their last, you know, who you want to put on the ice. Mm-hmm. I've always felt. Okay, and I guess this has to be true, right? That Brian Murray, the coach of the centers at the time, had to know what was coming, and yet he still chose to put his top line out there, I guess to either challenge Lindy Ruff to actually do it or to protect his guys because he thought Lindy wouldn't do it. Would that make sense? I think what he probably did was he thought he was neutralizing the situation by he puts his skilled guys out there. Oh, nothing's going to happen here. He's not going to... My guys aren't going to get involved in anything, so there's not going to be two willing combatants, so nothing's going to happen here. I I think that's what he was probably thinking. Or maybe he just naively thought that it wasn't Mm. as bad as it was and it would just not... Nothing would happen. I I don't know what he... Okay. I I, I think otherwise. I think Brian Murray, who had been a coach for a a long time in the league... Lindy actually worked for him in Florida before this all happened... I think Brian Murray does it to basically kind of challenge Lindy and make Lindy look bad if he goes after these guys, saying, you're not going to do it. If you do, you're the bad guy here, not me. Maybe. I I don't know that he would have – how often was that happening? Like full-fledged brawls, going after star players. Like that's something – like if you go – I'm young for that, so I'm not going to know perfectly – but I don't know. Whenever I go on YouTube and like back in the day, wanted to watch like hockey brawls, they're mm-hmm. all in the late '90s. They're all in the well. They're in the '80s too, of course. You had the bench clears and before that. But you've got a ton in the '90s, and I don't see much of that happening. I don't remember a lot of stuff on that level when I'm growing up as a kid. So maybe Murray thought that that type of thing just wouldn't happen because it was 2007, and in 2007 you didn't see that that often. It's really interesting. One of the topics I wanted to ask you today, and I'll just ask it now since you are going there. Would this happen today, the way it went down? What would it look like today? It would. That's a good question. Well, you probably wouldn't have, I mean, you wouldn't have a full line of guys that you would feel like can drop the gloves, I'm guessing. Um, So I don't know. You might have one guy whose job it is to go out there and kind of go after someone and respond to it. I, I don't feel like it would look the same, though. I, I think it would – I don't know. It, you might have you know, a Peters. Because you, you might wouldn't have, have the roster there. to have it the same, right? You, yeah. The rosters are constructed differently. You didn't have – I mean, Andrew Peters is a friend of mine. I don't know if he has a spot in today's NHL, right? Let's be honest. He has a spot in twenty t- in two thousand seven. Right. Well, there's right. There's not guys like that in the league today. Like, well, let's put right. use the Sabers for this. The Sabers are not, you know, the biggest team. They're they're actually, by the way, not the smallest team. They're kind of average, but they're the youngest team. So you might not think they have the personnel for something like this. By the way, I don't really think any team in the league really does. All right, the same exact situation happens. Say the Sabres are good, so they actually would be even more willing to defend you know, their captain, and their captain gets blindsided like that. They're putting Jordan Greenway on the ice, and I might trust uh-huh. Jordan Greenway would do something, and I don't really know Ooh, if I have two okay. more names for you. Okay, okay. What, do you, when's the last time something like this happened? Now, maybe there's been a time since. The last time I can think of anything like this is Miller getting run by Lucic, and it had to be Paul Gostad who had to come over the boards the next game. 
Well, he was remember part of that. Part of that was that Gossett was on the ice when Lucic uh, hit Miller and didn't do anything, and then that was part of the controversy. Um, mm-hmm. But no, right there, there wasn't guys out there. I on a much like you know what this look looks like more so uh, today is remember the Heritage Classic when Austin Matthews got suspended because he tried to decapitate yeah. Rasmus Dahlin with a crossjack. Yep, you didn't get a fight right after what you got. Where you didn't have, you know, dropping the gloves and you just go after him immediately. What you had was Dylan Cousins picking his spot and waiting for the right moment and then clobbering Austin Matthews across the middle. That's what that's usually what you get now, I think. I actually went back this morning and looked like what I, I just typed in like NHL brawl. And there's not much over the last few years. There was this one between Ottawa and Florida last year. It wasn't Florida, even anything. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they there was a brawl, like there was a late hit on a goalie or something, and they kind of there was a couple guys who went at it. There was a bunch of penalties. It was nothing like this, right? This yeah. is this was different. That, I, I, yeah, I think that the way rosters are constructed and how things go down now, much much differently how this would have happened. All right, so Murray puts his top line out, and we played it earlier. Let's go, Josh. I want you to, if you can. Play when we realize what Lindy Ruff did and how he responded. Because that's where, and I want you to cut it off there because you hear the crowd react. Go ahead. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Neil and Stafford each end up with five-minute penalties. And now the Sabres sending out. Now we've got pushing and shoving going before the puck is ever dropped between Heatley and Okay, that was it. Sorry, it was a little before that I wanted, which is fine. The guys he sent over the boards. Peters, Coletta, and Mare, right, Joe? Yeah. Right? Who else is on the ice here? You've got Ludman and Talinder on the blue line. You do hear the crowd, though, start to yes. get a rise, and I think that is – I think you can hear there when they realize, oh, man, Peters is out there. Mare is uh-huh. out there. Here comes Coletta. And then pretty quickly on I me, mean, Coletta's not – Coletta, by the way, is not on the ice for – Two seconds before Heatley like gives him a little push because I'm sure he ran him earlier in the game probably. Yeah, so right before they face off, you hear RJ say it. There's a little pushing and shoving between Coletta and Heatley, and they kind of back off on each other. Then they line back up, and what happens right away? This is when all heck breaks loose because they go back to it right away, and now it's basically full-on, let's go after these guys. There was no intent by Sabres players whatsoever to track the puck once it was basically dropped. And there was by Senators players, which is, again, to me, I go back to how did they not think anything was going to happen here? And even when Brian Murray saw what the Sabres were doing, 
like maybe, I don't know, take a timeout, get those guys off the ice. That's why I feel like Brian Murray was almost challenging Lindy to say, you won't do that and you'll be the bad guy because he still left his guys out. There's nothing he can do in, in the moment except call a timeout. Mm-hmm. But they had no intention, no intention of going after the puck once it was dropped. No. No, like Heatley's playing the puck. Like he actually points to the ref for a penalty after Peters like grabs him. Like he he thinks nothing of it. And that to me is more of an indication that even back then, I know that was 17 years ago, stuff like that was not happening. And that would have caught everyone by surprise. It would have caught me by surprise. I never saw the reason it's so special for me is because it's the only one like that in my life. I don't remember Barnaby and Ray and and Brad May going after the Flyers in like the 97 playoffs. Like I don't rem- I I know those videos, but I don't remember that. I think Murray truly didn't think it was going to happen because it never happened. Probably right. So they start pushing and shoving. These guys go after him. Now, what the TV broadcast doesn't show is the initial fight. Now, maybe there's another angle. Maybe there's another thing. But right mm-hmm. away, I mean, Mayer is just cross-checking. Just cross-checking. I think Spezza, right? He's cross-checking Spezza yep. as soon as the puck is dropped. And then that's when you hear RJ say what he said was you know, going after him. And that's when the TV camera shows Peter seeing what's happening and then rushing over there, right? I mean, so... Peters gets involved, but the first thing that happens actually is Adam Mayer going after Spezza after the faceoff. You don't see it on the main feed. In fact, if you like the video I have is like the seven minute whatever uh, one on YouTube and at the end of it after everything is done, there is a replay angle of Mayer going after Spezza and it sticks with Mayer and he almost undoubtedly, I think, lands the cleanest punches, maybe the cleanest four punches of that fight because he is he's he's getting Spezza. Like he's doing exactly what he set out to do. And I've heard Peter say this on even the Sabres did a Beyond Blue and Gold a couple years yes, ago on this. He I like has, Jeremy was in there. Yeah. He has said Jeremy his biggest that. regret was not staying with Heatley. Because he really? had Heatley and all of the linesmen and refs went over to where Mayor who had started a dog pile on top of Spezza and Peters has I've I've heard him say like he could have just had Heatley. Like to all to himself. And then of course you had then right away Marty goes out to challenge it. I don't know who like do we know? Do we ever have an angle of was it Marty who just, you know, kinda left his crease to go towards Emery, I've, or was it Emery who did something to do that? They no. they both met at Center Ice, but do we know? I don't know. I've never I've I've seen the Ottawa feed of it and replays there and replays on the MSG feed. I've never seen I've never seen personally an angle of that shows the two goalies before they're like already taking off their equipment. And then they start obviously going at it, and that's a that's a tough one for Marty, and he knows that he said it. Emery was literally a fighter, like he had boxing training, and the late Ray Emery, by the way, who has since passed away, but uh, Emery, he's getting the better of Marty, but he also lets him off the hook. Marty's down on the ice. Emery could have started pounding him. He didn't. And then I just showed this this morning to Max, actually, and I said, now watch what happens because now you see something you never see happen, and that is Andrew Peters going after Ray Emery, mm-hmm. a, a skater actually just going after a goalie while the two goalies were you know, fighting off their own. Mm-hmm. You never see that happen. There was a, a clip back in the day people remember. Matt Barnaby got kind of hit by, and we all know in Buffalo, Billy Smith hit Lindy Ruff. Lindy goes after Billy Smith, the Islanders, back in the 80s. Same thing, uh, Barnaby goes after the Philly goalie. But usually that's because they did something to him. This was 
Peter's just said, I'm going after Ray Emery. You never see that. Yeah. The the Barnaby one, you might be thinking of a different one. Oh, there's two. Because you're thinking of what? He, he like, starts pummeling Garth Snow? Um, yes, there, I believe that's the one, yes. There's another one in the late 90s against Vancouver where Hashik got run. And Barnaby, while the puck, like, he dumps it into the corner. And while everyone is going after the puck in the corner, he just goes and checks Sean Burke. In the goal, and then starts like a brawl there. So that happened, you know, what a couple times I think with him. The Ottawa feed—I I don't even know if it's the Ottawa feed. It's the Sportsnet feed that that's also available on YouTube. And mm-hmm. if you watch that one, you get the again like the maybe the Senators broadcasters. And when Peters grabs Emery, they go, "Oh no, this is not right. Someone from the Senators needs to help out their goaltender." And they say it again. <laughs> Which is a take, by the way, that you don't often think of because we always think of it from the Buffalo end of things. But if I'm a Senators fan watching that, I'm going, how in the world is no one on my team stepping in to defend the goalie who is fighting their toughest guy? Yeah. And and, and the Sabres broadcast, RJ says, this is really going to get ugly now. And I actually, I, I think that's absolutely just for the simple fact you have a skater going after a goalie, right? Because RJ, yeah. he's been doing this a long time. He's never seen that, right? He's never seen these guys. And then uh, during a during an all-out, everybody's kind of tangling and mm-hmm. grappling and the two goalies. He's never seen that. It's kind of an unwritten code, right? The skater doesn't go after the goalie. So RJ says, this is really going to get ugly now. And I think that's directly reflected and yeah. yeah. he's saying that because Peters is going after Emery. Right. He might have, right, in his voice even or known, thought there that like, oh, here comes another phase of the brawl because what are the Senators going to do? Yes. What, would you, what would you expect? You grab their goaltender. I mean, you breathe on a goaltender even now, but back then especially, you breathe on a goalie and you're expecting to get hit, right? And there, yep. you're literally throwing bombs at him and nobody's reacting. I mean, some of that too, though, is maybe that's where Murray you know, would regret who he put out there because he's got Spezza, Heatley, and Comrie out there on the ice. Like, you don't have guys out there that are ready to step in and defend the goalie. The only guy that might have done it was Chris Phillips, but I think he was still tied up with Coletta by that point. All right, so then to finish it, you got the two coaches yelling at each other, and this is a guy who worked for Brian Murray. Lindy Ruff had worked for Brian Murray. He was an assistant with him in Florida uh, in the 90s before he got the Sabres job, and he's going at it, and of course you hear the, the F-bombs get dropped, and we've you know beeped those out when we've played it. I My one regret every time I watch it is Lindy tripping and not being able to stay on the bench. I wish yeah. he was standing up on the bench, but he fell and he couldn't, so he came from a, a, you know, a down position looking up while Murray's looking down at him. I always wish Lindy would have stayed on the bench and it would have been them both both pointing over the glass to each other. Yep. I think he got injured, too, doing that. Like oh, cut, really? cut himself or something? I feel like I remember that being told somewhere. Um, yeah. the the That yelling match back and forth, really, to you hear the crowd get a rise, right. like, that was that was pretty pretty great. That's, that's Lindy, right? That's just Lindy being the best. So... Well, those aside from the game itself, that game, what I think might get lost here, and I don't, I think you might know this, they played two nights later. These two teams. Yep. They played two nights later, and what the centers did, they brought some fighter up. Who was it? I don't even know. Brian like, McGrath. Remember the guy? Brian McGrath. Thank you, Brian McGrath. He, he, he actually does get a fight in the next game. Yeah, yeah, he was on the team, but he was healthy scratch the brawl night. 
Okay, that's yeah. right. So they they activate him. Yep. And you're all we're all wondering what is going to happen. Like, and there was I think there was a dust up maybe in pregame. Nothing really happened of it. But sure enough, if you look at the box score from February twenty fourth, two days later, two nights later, there's a penalty to Pominville at five fifty nine of the first period, but nothing. And then Neil gets a slashing. Neil has a roughing. F- Phillips has, a ho- and then there's a hooking, hooking. But then, but nothing happens. And then you go to the second period, fighting with Peters, fighting with McGratton, unsportsmanlike conduct mm-hmm. with Comrie, unsportsmanlike conduct with Derek Roy, fighting with Adam Mayer, roughing with Neil, fighting with Neil. So they went at it. It took to the second period, but two days later they went at it again. And that was. Do you remember the buildup to that second game? I remember it. It was off the charts. Like, oh my God, what is going to happen with these two teams? Yeah, the, the next time they play. Yep, I did not know, uh, which Jeremy told this morning that the <laughs> Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser were were saying that the NHL should postpone the game because oh there was God. going to be too much blood or whatever. Like that, the game shouldn't happen that quickly after the fact. I did not know that. Um, did what, you also know, Joe? Yeah, the second night was Marty Biron's last game in a Sabres uniform. I did know that. Yes, I saw that earlier. He I was saw, traded. Yeah, yeah. He was traded. So I've always thought, like, and again, we, we could talk to Marty. He'll be on uh, at noon on Sabres Live. I want to ask Marty something. I never asked him. Like, we all kind of knew Marty was getting traded that year at the trade deadline. That was kind of known. It was said his contract's expire, <laughs> expiring. Like, he wasn't going to come back. Like, they could get something for him. Was being in that brawl part of, hey, man, I love this team. I love this logo. I'm going out. I'm going to do whatever I can here, knowing this might be it for him anyway, and he's just going to he's gonna go after Ray Emery. You know what I mean? Not yeah. just the fight itself, but knowing all the circumstances surrounding his individual situation. Yeah. They were, uh, they were showcasing him, I think, a little bit probably at that, uh, at that time. They knew a trade was coming. The, um, he drops Emery, too. That was. That, I wonder uh, if he. I've, I haven't heard him on this, and we'll. I'm sure hear him plenty on this over the next couple of days. If he thought that was risky at all, because the fight was kind of over, and then, you know, there's no one around him. Emery could have just got right back up and started swinging again. Right. Yeah. He. Yeah. I thought Emery could have really pounded him when he was on him, and then when he started to get up, Emery, um, Marty kind of tripped him up a little that's bit. That's part of the code, too. Like Once you're down on the ice, like you, yep, you can't keep feeding right. the guy right. So like Emery would have that's known exactly that. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they did play the next night. The Sabres did win that game uh, that we're talking about, the first game. What happened here? How did they win? They won... It was a shootout, was it? Overtime, they right? Won the in first a shootout. Time, the first game. Yeah. They I, won a shootout. By the way, I only know this game so uh, detailed because I had it on VHS forever, uh, recorded and would watch it back like every offseason at least. They won. Stafford scored a great shootout goal, and then Miller made an incredible glove save on Mike Fisher, and they won the game like maybe 6-5, to 7-6 in a shootout. 6-5. Uh, uh, yeah, let's see. and then 6-5. 7-6 is game one in, in 06. So right. 6-5, I think. Um, I'm not sure. What is this, a shootout? Looks like they won. No, they scored. Let's see. Sabres scored one, two, three, four. Yeah, you're right. They Definitely did go to a shootout. shootout. I'm Definitely sorry. Shootout, I don't have the uh, the right box score up here. But they lost the next game, right? They go to Ottawa that two nights later, and I think Ottawa yep. beats them in that game. Yes. That one was 6-5-2. I'm looking right now. So you got a lot of goals, two between the two. All right. So we have one down. We got one more to go here. I want to talk about Miracle on Ice because I was seven. And you know what? Joe, did you know the game wasn't even live in the United States at the time? Mm-hmm. Like it was on tape delay. People kind of knew. So... I don't remember it. I was seven years old. You weren't around then. Maybe people do. 
Uh, got a message from somebody who wanted to share their story about watching Miracle on Ice. So we'll do that when we come back and want your stories as well. We got Paul Hamilton coming up just before the top of the hour. Josh Reed from Channel 4 WIVB is going to join us at 1105. We're going to talk Bills Combine next week. Some Gabe Davis stuff that was very weird for me yesterday on social media. I'll get into that as well. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Jody Biasi. It is the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. Give us a call. Your memories. Sabres Brawl, Miracle on Ice. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.